What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Burnout Brighter podcast. Darren, I am joined as always by my lovely co-host, Darren. We are on episode 99, Moon Shetty. Oh my god, 99. That is one away from 100. That is one away from 100. So, if you're watching this on the day it comes out, on Wednesday, July 28th, head over to our Twitter my Twitter, Darren's Twitter, or Destiny's Twitter. I'll have the links below to find out a bunch of information about our 100th episode, including a giveaway, a bunch of special guests. Darren, if you had to just talk about a couple of the games that we are going to be giving away, like, you know, like, what, what, what are some of these games? Well, do you actually want me to say? Yeah, say a couple. At this All point, right, the giveaway yeah. link should be live. Yeah, so we got some crazy stuff happening. Uh, a couple standouts for me, games that I'm actually think are amazing toe jam and earl back in the groove a fantastic mm -hmm. reboot of the toe jam and earl series we got returnal a returnal. pretty freaking big game to be given away uh i, I a game mm -hmm. that i've mm -hmm. always wanted to play haven't played uh we got dark deity we dark got deity we, we matt fill me in what what, what else we got we got Assassin's Creed Valhalla. We got some Watch Dogs Legion. We have some Wallace and Gromit Grand Adventures. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on. And if you want an opportunity to win, you got to go and sign up on the giveaway link and it'll walk you right through. It's super simple, super easy. All it requires is your left kidney and your right baby toe. <laughs> and we're good to go. Um, so make sure you guys go check out those links because there is a lot of stuff going on. And it is timed, so make sure you jump on it ASAP. Yeah, we're, we're not kidding. I mean, we are kidding about the kidney. That's a joke. But what we're not kidding not about... Not the toe. That's that's real. But what's where seriously mm -hmm. is the, the real true true. We're giving games away. We're giving away mm -hmm. crazy games. Guys. Yep. Be excited. Because I, for once, am Get genuinely excited about something. Yeah, we're going to have a bunch of games. We're going to have an, a bunch of awesome guests. Next week's episode is going to be huge. New logos, new music, new whole bunch of things. So just get ready. But Darren, if you're new to the podcast, and for whatever reason, this is the podcast that you chose to jump in on with us. Welcome. We're a show all about video games, mental health, social justice, and a whole bunch more. You can catch us on Spotify, YouTube, and a whole bunch of other places. We're going to have a lot of reviews going up over the next couple of weeks at youtube.com slash burnoutbrighter. So make sure you get stoked. For that, but we are going to start this episode as we always do with a round of random questions. Darren, today we are going to have a bit of a question back and forth. Yeah. Um, because there's only you and I. Destiny is dealing with some stuff, so she wasn't able to join us this week, but yeah. she'll be back for the 100th episode. So I'll, I'll start things off as is tradition. Um, <laughs> as, as I kind of uh, look around my room. Yeah, to give you, you know some what, time. Oh, would you actually thought of something that quick? Yeah, I have something. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So before, before the show started, Darren was inquiring about this uh, lovely Earth, Wind & Fire um, album that I have in the background. And he knows that I'm, I'm not one to listen to Earth, Wind & Fire, but it was a gift. It was something that was given to me. And it's something that I hold very near and dear to my heart. And he was a little bit being like, why do you have that? And it's because it was a gift. So Darren, what I want to know is what would be one of the strangest gifts that you ever got? And not because it's like 
cockroaches in a jar. But if somebody really didn't know you and gave you a gift, what would be one of the weirder ones that you'd be like, thank you. But like, you know, you're going to be kind of like, what's the use I'm ever going to get out of this? So it can't, not nothing weird, nothing outlandish, but if somebody yeah, doesn't know yeah, you yeah. and gives you a gift, what would one that would be like, you really don't know me, do you? Oh, I feel really bad. Uh, I, I had like something immediately came to mind. And again, this doesn't have to be a gift that you've received. It could just be a theoretical. But well, if you want I have to, to give us a gift you've actually received. Yeah, that's all I could think about is a gift that I've actually received. I hope they Perfect. don't listen to the podcast because this was like with <laughs> the best intentions. And I, right. I, like, I, it was a very sweet gift. It was a very sweet gift. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a gift that I received while I was in Korea. Um, I will not say the name uh, to protect their identity. That's fine. Yeah, don't say, uh, don't say their name. But what was the gift? But so in Korea, they're very, very, you know, into skincare. Like that's a, that's mm-hmm. a, they're very, very into skincare. Um, and as you can tell by my complexion and how, how, how much I truly flawless. care about yeah, just flawless complexion and and my lobster t-shirt. You can tell how much I care about <laughs> how I look. I I obsess over it daily. Also by my lack mm-hmm, of hair. Mm-hmm. I obsess about it daily, you know. Uh so they mm-hmm, gave me mm-hmm. a nice fun uh Korean skincare facial wash regiment. And um yeah, that that was something I was like, oh, that's so sweet. He gave it to me for my birthday. I am never gonna use this ever. I <laughs> like. Did you bring I, it probably, back with you from Korea from Korea to Canada? I did. I did. It's in my bathroom. I still have it. I didn't get rid of it because I don't. I don't like getting rid of gifts. So um, right. Just instead like, let them sit there for eternity. Uh, yeah, collecting dust. Uh, you'd probably like, <laughs> I'd probably get more use out of someone giving me like nose hair clippers, to be honest. Right. But, but like skincare, face, facial wash. Uh, oh, it's just, it's not mm, me. Yeah. It's, it's not me. Um, All right. I'm so I accept. Sorry. I accept. I, I, I was hoping that you were going to give me an actual answer, but I didn't want to paint it as such to put you in a corner. But I'm yeah. glad it went in the direction I was hoping it would anyway. Your turn, Darren. Your turn to ask me a question. It's it's been a it's been a hot minute uh since I've been on the podcast. I totally forgot that this segment was a thing. Um and welcome uh, to my life every time because you know my problem darren every single time we start this show it naturally is in my train of thought as i kind of you know roll through the rigmarole of the beginning and again i run into it every single time base first being like (laughs) right this is how we open the show yeah exactly um and i got a question um and it's also influenced by you talking about your earth wind and fire album um, mm-hmm. and also brought on the fact that I was procrastinating my work today, uh, by watching right. a one hour YouTube video of a girl reacting to her first watch of the MCU. Um, so okay. out of all Very the pointless. characters, main characters in the MCU. So like they have to be like a superhero, not just like the basic character. Okay. Right. Um, which character which hero 
do you think would drop the hottest mixtape and why? Oh, which hero would drop the hottest mixtape and why? Yes. I feel like Captain America doesn't have it in him. No, not at all. Not I feel in like, the slightest. I feel like I feel like Iron Man could have some clever bars. He could have some some clever lines. <laughs> Maybe. But I feel like it would be over I feel like it would be overproduced and perhaps too much auto-tune. A little narcissistic. Um Yeah. Um Hawkeye doesn't have anything to do, neither does Black Widow in that space. I don't see either one of them being too rhythmically no. involved in that in that way. And it doesn't have to be a main Avenger. It just has to be one of like something that you'd consider like a an MCU superhero. Vision. Vision oh my would God. like be able to like use the internet in such a way that he'd be able to craft such an amazing mixtape that is both relevant in that time and would just be awesome. I feel like because of his use of the internet, he'd be able to put something dope together that was an answer that was so out of left field i wasn't expecting it and i don't know why i thought you were gonna say like star lord or something because of you know he's classically associated with physical mixtapes but your answer is so much better i can't argue with their logic either right like he's a robot he's an he ai he has all of like yeah, he has all of music theory, lyrical comprehension. He has all of that. He's learning how to be a human, you know? Well, is that was he, my next he question. Would, he would have a fire mixtape. Do, does he have enough humanity to 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 hit those bars? It depends on when he made it. If he mm-hmm. made it when he was on the run with Wanda, yeah. That would be like a very melodramatic, love-soaked mixtape, but it would be <laughs> dope, I'm telling you. Prime mixtape environment. Exactly. Yeah. He, you know, an artist needs to suffer to create. So like <laughs> he, he would be, he's pining for her. She's on the run and he'd be like, you know what? I can mess around with, with, uh, with, with the internet. I'll, I'm going to make a cool mixtape. I'm going to make her a mixtape. There you go. That would be go. why he'd be there like, there you go. Please the motivation and think of me. There you go. Yeah. I love and that it. is I... why the vision would make a awesome mixtape. Great answer. I, lo- I love it. Thank you. I was trying to walk myself through that one because I wasn't sure on where I was going to land, but I'm happy with my answer. All <laughs> right, buddy. So as, as yeah, it's, it's been a little bit since we've done some random questions. we got to shake out the cobwebs. Let's Woo-hoo! mosey on down to what's new. What's been going on, buddy? What have you been playing? What's going on? Because I, I have like been... a really weird splattering of things that I've been up to. But So you, you, you go first. So walk me through. What's new in the life of Darren? Yeah, I'm excited to find out what you've been been playing recently. Um, because I I haven't been playing a lot. Actually, I'm gonna just mm-hmm. double check my phone because I feel like I've beaten something recently that I didn't talk about. But my oh yeah, I oh I did talk about Link's Awakening before. So I'm gonna switch it up. When you I'm talked playing, about playing it. I don't know if you talked about finishing it. I'll say in two seconds, I think it's a fantastic remake. I think it was very padded by extra dungeons that were kind of unnecessary from a remake perspective. It's the definitive way to play Link's Awakening, in my opinion. Absolutely gorgeous. Okay. Uh, But whether it's worth a full price is up to you. I'd say try and get like a used copy if you could or wait till it's on sale. Um, What 
I've been playing recently, actually, is the mm -hmm. first Psychonauts. I've been replaying the first Psychonauts uh, in preparation okay. for Psychonauts 2 coming out in August. Um, How have you been playing it? I have a PS4 version of the game that came... Okay. Came, yeah, when, when Rhombus of Ruin, the VR game, came out, if you bought it uh, new, you got a free copy of the first game on PS4. Uh, now, the PS4 version of the game is not an HD remaster. It's actually a PS2 classic version to the point where when you turn on the game, it shows the PS2 logo like you're playing the PS2 no game. No way. Uh, it's just an emulated really? ROM. Yeah. Yeah, it's not an HD remaster. It's, and it, it uh, doesn't call itself an HD remaster. It just says Psychonauts, which is what you're getting. But there were some enhancements. Uh, it now has widescreen support. It actually runs at 1080p, I believe. So the resolution has been increased. So you're not playing like a blurry PS2 game. But okay. it runs... It, it it's treated like they it's like if you bought like a ps1 game or a ps2 game off the the psn store on in on the ps3 because the ps3 had a lot of uh -huh. those kinds of games so it's like that um yeah unfortunately because it's an emulator version of the ps2 version the frame rate runs like it's the ps2 version the graphics other than the resolution look like it's the ps2 version it still has weird lighting errors and glitches that the ps2 version had which is disappointing Okay. Be because there's a PC version of the game that is infinitely superior uh, that they didn't port because it's a PS2 classic. They ported the PS2 version. But t technical merits aside, I have been pleasantly surprised by how well I think the game holds up. Um, okay. Mechanically, it's a rough around the edges. Like this is a PS2 era platformer. Uh, I was talking to Alistair about this and I, I was like, described this era as like the wild west of platformers and action adventure games <laughs> where like anything right. goes. Like nowadays, I feel like a lot of these kinds of games have standardized mechanics and standardized like progression and stuff like that to some extent where this was like freaking throw darts at the wall and see what sticks. So like control wise, camera wise, pretty not good. Um, but you don't really need any precision platforming to play the game until like the last level, which is a nightmare. Uh, but the everything leading up to it, uh, it's it's good. It's just such a funny, well-written game. And it's a game that once the second game comes out, I'm going to play it and I'm going to talk about it on this podcast. I might make a video about it even. We'll see. Because it's a game that I think we should talk about because I forgot how integral mental health was to the experience of this series. Um because every level... Even in the original. Even in the original. Uh, there are some things that I don't think representation-wise aged as well. But I am surprised by how much restraint and empathy the game has. Uh, because every person that... Not every person, but a lot of the levels are based around people dealing with mental illness. Uh, but it doesn't treat them as a joke. It treats them with empathy and it treats them with understanding... And it's really trying to do its best for to, to show the player, like, help them understand this person. And you're trying to improve the lives of these people. Um, and uh, 
How long is the game? Do you know? Well, I'm trying to get 100%. I've been playing for like 10 hours, and I think I've got three levels left, if I remember correctly. Okay. And I've done like okay. six levels. I think there's like, I think there's 10 or 12 levels in the game. They're not very long. They're not so long levels. Without, so without trying 100% everything. You could beat it under 10 How hours. long do you think? Under 10 hours, I think. If you're just like running Okay, you know what, Darren? It's it's on Game Pass. I'll try it out. The first one's on Game Pass. Yeah, I didn't know that. I guess that makes sense because they bought Double yep. Fun. Yeah, I think you should. If it's on Game Pass, uh, you should definitely try it out. And if you want to wait till Psychonauts two, that's fine too. I've heard it's got a very very good uh, intro that explains everything that happens, so you didn't have to play the first game. Uh, mm-hmm. But but yeah, by all means, uh, try it out and see what you think. It yeah, it deals with really important issues the first couple levels like the first three levels of the game are basically tutorial and then the entire focus of the game shifts and then you're like playing the rest of the game i'd say play until the milkman conspiracy level if you really that i'd say the milkman Uh, conspiracy level okay is the first like true true level of the game it's just very inventive it's very inventive very unique uh, that's why it, it, I usually consider it one of my favorite games of all time. But Matt, all right. enough about me um, and, and Psychonauts. What have you uh, been up to? I've been up to a whole smattering of stuff, Darren, especially because last week, because we had we had so much fun talking with Ian and Rel, we didn't even get to what's new. Um, I, I've been playing a whole bunch. I restarted Final Fantasy XIV, keeping my word that I will get to Endwalker by the time November rolls around. And nice. I would just like to say... That on the other podcast that I'm on, the PlayStation Drive, I asked I asked my, my friend and co-host Ryan, who's also a massive Final Fantasy XIV guy, if it's feasible for me to com- get to Endwalker. He said, easy, no problem, <laughs> which is a stark contrast to the lack of support you've been giving me, throwing shade and, and criticism as to it's not possible. He told me, no problem. So watch it. I'm coming. Um, but yeah, that game is, is like, it's so nice to be back in that world. I immediately overwhelming. Like, luckily, Alistair jumped back on with me and kind of walked me through <laughs> resetting everything up because it was my first time playing on PS5. So, like, my hot bars were all went to shit and everything. So, I, I had to relearn everything. And we went to a dungeon. And, like, again, like, I was, like, stammering around and being like, where is this and where is that? But, like, after a couple <laughs> hours, I like, I'm, I'm back in the swing of it and relearning everything nice. Uh, finally nice. leveled up to level 50 so I can continue on with the main story because that was my issue oh, is that I switched my congratulations. classes. Finally, right? Yeah, I switched my classes so I couldn't progress with the main story so I was stuck in this grinding loop. Um, but I finally made it and, and I'm continuing on with the main story now so I'm very excited to see where it takes me. Uh, I picked up Pokemon Go again for, oh, wow. for no real reason. Yeah, it's always kind of on my phone. Um, mm-hmm. and I, 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 it was just like some community weekend. So I decided to pop it open and I'm like now checking it every day all over again. They've done a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff since Corona to make it more accessible. Like there are now like free gift boxes and stuff that you can claim. Um, there is way, way more Pokemon, Pokestops and everything in my area than there was previously. Like it's not even remotely close to how many there are now. I used to have to actually like go to like a local area, like local community area now there's like a bunch of stuff just in my neighborhood and at the park and stuff. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So they've, they've done a lot. And like, there's a, there's another app that I started using called Poke Genie, which has completely changed the game for me. 
because what really? Genie is, and if you're playing Pokemon Go and you're not like you know, like for me, one of the one of my biggest issues with this was the raid system, right? I just never had enough people to be able to go. With yeah. Poke Genie, you can actually hop on on Poke Genie, and it ends up being like an overlay onto your over your Pokemon Go, and you like you scan your Pokemon into it, and it'll actually tell you what your damage contribution would be, and you can actually raid with people all over the world through Poke Genie. So Whoa. like, yeah, because there's remote raid passes now because of Corona, they introduced that as a, as a feature. So obviously it is limited limited to how many raid remote raid passes that you have. And I'm not really too sure how you collect them outside of just, you know, completing missions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, like you can be like, you can hop on and it shows, okay, there was a Mewtwo raid. So I hopped in there. I queued up when it was my turn. I, I you know, I got in. Uh, I sent a request to the person who was hosting the raid. They added me as a friend on Pokemon Go. And then they sent me a request to join the raid. And I got a Mewtwo. And it's just like, it's completely That's like cool. opened up the game. Yeah, in a really fundamental way, because like now it doesn't have to be that you're wandering around looking for five or six other people who can help carry you through a raid if you don't have the right Pokemon for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's dope. I've been spending a bunch of time with, uh, I, and I'm not sure how to pronounce it, whether it's Wildermyth or Wildermyth. Uh, we're reviewing it, so I'll have a full review up on the channel probably by the end of this week. But it's really, really dope. Like for anybody who's curious, like I hadn't heard about this game until I came across it on Metacritic and it was getting like ridiculous reviews. So I decided to check it out. And essentially what it is, is it's almost like a, like there, there are, uh, I think three to five uh, campaigns in it. And you'll start with the first one. And like the characters are all completely randomized. You can change their personalities. You can change the way they look. You can change their their sexual orientation. You can change their sexual preferences. Like you can change everything about it. And basically you hop in and it tells you a story almost like very much. And like, imagine like the game was a dungeon master almost where like the, like things will change and it'll throw random opportunities at you on the fly. And like, you'll like the, the, the battles happen in like a very fire emblem esque grid um, where you'll move around and like, you can like enchant items with like enchant items and get them to attack. You can like just pick a fighter and you'll have like, the map that you're traveling around and as you're kind of going through and, you know, scouting and clearing things like I'm now on almost at the end of the second campaign and like characters from my first campaign can be brought over to your second campaign. And it's like, you know, they're kind of like the legends from past years and all this stuff. Like the story kind of builds into itself uh, in, a, in a really, really interesting way. Um, I'll have a full review for that up soon. So get ready for that on, on our YouTube channel. But it's really, really interesting. And Darren, I really recommend you check that. You, you play that one once, you know, you have some time because I think you'd love it. That sounds like such a cool idea. It's, it's, yeah, I'm really, really interested in any kind of game that tries to emulate like a Dungeon Master experience. That's impressive. Yeah, and even and even like the maps that you fight on, the characters look like kind of like cardboard cutouts. And it looks mm-hmm. like it's like almost like you're playing like on a diorama. Like very much right. like a, like a, like you might see in like a Dungeons and Dragons map. Uh, it's really really interestingly done. Uh, there's a sh- ton of choice, a ton of choice in how you handle situations and what you do. Um, I have one of my guys who made friends with crows, and now their crows will randomly help out sometimes on missions, <laughs> and he's partly turning into a crow. There's a whole thing. Like it's it's really really interestingly done. And then I stuck a couple hours into Chris Tales. That's been really great. Um, if you're anybody's looking for a new like JRPG esque thing that deals with time travel, it's on Game Pass. Uh, I'm not deep enough in it now to say it's you know to have full feelings about it, but uh, one of the most visually stunning games I've ever played. It is beautiful. 
Uh, it has a really interesting uh, battle system so far. And then the last one, Death's Door. I've just beat the first major boss. That one's like you're basically like a little crow running around the world, messing stuff up. Um, really mechanically awesome. Really well done. Both Chris Tales and Death's Door are getting like a lot of hype for potential Game of the Year contenders for some for some people. Uh, so I'm I'm kind of journeying in, and there's like, so much more that you know we're playing that we can't talk about yet. Uh, but we'll we'll have a bu- we'll have a bunch of reviews and a bunch of stuff coming to the to the to the YouTube channel over the next few weeks. It's busy. Yeah, busy, you busy, sound busy. very busy. How are you finding the time to play all these games? Uh, you know, forget sleep, forget other stuff. It's just, just <laughs> fun, Darren. It's just fun. Who needs sleep? Um, games are life. Who needs sleep when you can when you can have fun? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's so uh, I've been I've been playing a whole bunch of stuff there. You know, having my new computer and having Game Pass on it is so dope. It, like, it just makes things so easy. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's been good, Darren. It's been busy, but it's been good. But Darren, for I think this is probably the earliest we've ever jumped into the main topic at 25 minutes in. But we're gonna yeah. keep this this hot air balloon a, a floating. I always say we, train we, roll, and I'm trying out something new. We broke the lever. It's infinite fuel. The fire's blazing, and we're getting dangerously close to the upper atmosphere. Please, God, save us. Put a a trampoline under us or something, because we keep moving higher. Okay. Exactly. We're going up, and we're going to keep going up. Because what we're talking about... (laughs) It's like no reaction to that. It's like, yes. Anyways, ignore Darren. Uh, I believe you. You're right. Um, what we're going to be doing today is talking about some of our games of the year so far, just a bunch of stuff that we've been playing this year. Um, and you know, what, what has us excited about the remainder of the year to come. We're now in July, we're past that halfway point, but Darren, I actually want to start with a little bit of a game with you. And and before we talk about some of our favorite stuff, I am on metacritic.com, which everybody knows is the, uh, most identifiable way to tell you how good a game is. There's no other way (laughs) to tell other than their Metacritic score. But I, I want to, I want to, I want to try a game with you. I'm going, I'm going, I want to see in 10 guesses, how many of the top 10 scoring games this year you can get. Oh God. Okay. Okay, So I'll give you 10 guesses and I want to see how many that you can get. And all of these to give you an idea have released this calendar year. Okay. Okay. So they're all 20. And I want to see how many they're all 2021 games that have released between um, I'll give you a range. I'll give you a range uh, between February and July. Oh God! All right, this is you know I feel like I'm gonna I, I'm do, okay. Do 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 you want do you want to start at number one or do you want to start at number ten? I want to see if we can work our way through the list. I want to start at number one. I want to start at number one. Okay, and then work okay. down. I think that'll be easier. Um. God, what the hell games came out? I am like freaking out trying to think about what stuff. Um, number one, I'll 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 give you I'll give you a a hint that will not help because I would have never gotten this game for number one, let alone would have known that it existed. Really. <laughs> but I want no. you to just take a stab at it. Take a stab. <gasps> ah! 
It's a game that you wouldn't have gotten. Um. Well, so okay, because my, my 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 original guess was going to be Resident Evil Village, but I I know that didn't score high enough, and you do know that exists. Um, that's, maybe that's I'll give like you the range too. The 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 top the top performing game is at a ninety eight. Okay, on its on Metacritic. Jesus Christ. The number tenth, the number ten game is at eighty nine. So all of these games will fall in a review range between ninety eight and eighty nine. Okay. Okay. So then, whether that helps in- you or not, it's an indie game. Um, I'm gonna guess the re-release of Microsoft Flight Simulator. Okay, Microsoft Flight Simulator is at number three. Okay, so I'll give you that one. All right. So you got right. one on the board. Microsoft Flight Simulator is at number three with a ninety with a score of ninety-two. Oh, you knew that existed too. If you don't know if it existed, that just like threw me off. Okay, how about this? Because I, I genuinely don't know if you know that what this game is. Give me a genre. Give me a genre. Okay, okay. Genre, I'm going to go wild. I'm going to say... Racing game. <laughs> no. <laughs> it is a visual novel. Oh my god, I was actually called... going to say visual novel. And you then I'm like, no, Matt, Matt, Matt would House... play it. I, see, that's what, now Now I'm curious as to why I haven't played it. Uh, this this game is called The House in Feta Morgana, Dreams of the Revenants Edition. It's apparently a re-release, but apparently uh, this game is one of the most incredible people, incredible games that people have ever played. I've actually um, heard about this a little bit on Twitter recently because people are like, if you like visual novels, play it. But apparently it's like a gothic suspense tale set in like a cursed mansion that's like apparently like a wild ride. I've never heard of this game in my life. I don't exactly. know what that is. Okay, okay. so number one, The House in Fata, Mar- Fata Morgana, Fata Morgana. Number three is Microsoft Flight Simulator. Darren, what do you think number two is? And I'll give you another hint. Okay. It's a game that you played this year. It's a game that I played this year. What? Yep. I Though only... I will say the score, the, the 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 score reflective of this game is for not the same platform on which you played it. I see. Disco Elysium. Yes. Disco yeah, Elysium, okay. the final cut is at number two. Yeah. Uh, then Microsoft Flight Simulator at number three. Number four, Darren, with a score of 90. Uh, Skyward Sword HD. No. Uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two Collection on PS Five. <laughs> okay, never would have guessed yeah. that. That's crazy, right? Number five with also a score of ninety, and I'll give you another hint. It's a game that has a review on our channel. Oh shit. Oh shit! Lost words. Chicory, a colorful ah, tale. Ah, chicory. Okay, okay, okay. Chicory's that a good. Little Damn. dog drawing game. It's that good, man. I'm I, telling I mean, you, you would love it. Yeah, I saw the review. I'm like, it does look up my alley. I didn't realize that it was that well reviewed. Yeah, seriously well reviewed. Uh, number six, Darren. What do you think number six is? I'm doing so well also, right it's now. Score ninety. 
Yeah, I'm doing you so well. You actually are not doing horribly. You got two would, out of five. Two out of yeah, that's and a one fail. of the, I'll, I'll count and I'll count to two out of four because the first one I don't think most people know exists. <laughs> um, what do you think is number six? Also, score of ninety. Um, Returnal. Do you, here. Uh, no, but it, this game did release in the same month. Month. Mm-hmm. If not the same month, the month before, or the month after, like like it's it's, it's they're right beside each other. I don't know what the hell came out in. You in... have played them. I've played them. <laughs> Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Yes, there yes. we go. Number six, All right. Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Number seven. Number seven. I'll go. Uh, I don't even know if it got this well reviewed. I'm just going to take a stab. Wait, what's the score? What's the score for number seven? Can I ask that? 89. The rest of these games are, are all 89s. 89? Okay. Resident Evil and I'll give you. Okay, I'll give you a hint. Okay. No. Damn. It's not Resident Evil Village. Is Resident Evil Village even on this um, list? No. I'll Damn. give you that much. It's not in the top 10. Damn it. Uh, number seven is It Takes Two. Another... I, okay. Another game yeah. that I, I literally just finished it over the weekend. Uh, phenomenal and incredibly creative gameplay. One of the worst stories I've ever experienced in a video. Yeah, game. I'm really, I'm really shocked that it got review scores that high for such a mediocre story. Well, it's because, dude, the gameplay is it's immaculate. It's it okay. is it is it is so so good. The story is brutal, brutal, okay. but. Okay, uh, eight, nine, and ten. I'll I'll give you this. Okay, <laughs> in no in no in no order. Okay, two of them are re-releases that added content, and one of them is an indie game. Oh my god! Oh, uh, the score of eighty-nine. What's happening to our games industry? Um, Shin Megami Tensei three. Nope. Uh, I'll guess one more. And Skyward Sword HD is not on this list either. No. Okay. Um, one more, one more HD re-release with more or released with more content. Mm-hmm. But um, and I I didn't say necessarily HD re-release. I just said it is. Oh, just another version of the content. game with more content. I don't know. I um, I give up. I, I'm sorry. Okay. I have no idea. Number eight, Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade. Uh, adding on the Yuffie, Yuffie content. Okay, yeah. Makes Number sense. nine, I'll give you a hint, came out in February. It's... Uh, and I, th- I think you've played the original. I'm going to take a stab and say that you have. Really? Not certain. Not certain. Interesting. Why? No. My mind keeps going to destroy all humans, and that's a terrible... Like, there's no <laughs> way that got scored high enough to be on this list. Absolutely not. Um, I don't know. Yeah, my guess is my Super guess Mario is Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury. <laughs> That's my angry growl. I did play that. And yeah, I played the original. 
You did play the original, right? I'm I'm not just making that up. I did. Okay. No, I did. And I played it multiple times. And number 10 is an indie game. One that I have already talked about on this show. Oh my god. Uh, Death's Door. Yeah. Yeah, because you're just saying yeah. it's up for Game of the Year awards. Okay, okay, I got it. Death Door. There we go. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not a complete failure. And then, I'll, so I'll, I'll run you through the next 10 just for fun. 11 is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 again, but this time on Xbox. Number 12 is It Takes 2 again, but on PS4. <laughs> Number 13 is Wildermyth, which I just talked okay. about as well. Nice. Number 14 is Disco Elysium on PS5. Uh, number 15, Ratchet and Clank. 16, Fez, because it was released on Switch. Mm-hmm. 17 is It Takes Two once again, this time the PS5 edition. 18 is F1 2021. Number 19 is once again It Takes Two, this time on PC. And number 20 is The Streets of Rage 4, apparently the Mr. X Nightmare DLC. Uh, to just Metacritic has a bizarre way of categorizing games. For real. Um, I just quickly want to check. Uh, Returnal, which we spoke about, is at 44. Um, I'm trying Resident to Evil see. 8? Resident Evil 8. Yeah, so Resident Evil Village. Uh, the PS5 edition with a score of 84 is 58th on this list. With nice. Dark Deity at number 60 right behind it. So, Darren, evidently, this game has been on fire with in terms of quality titles already and we're only halfway through the year so i wanted to talk to you and we wanted to talk a little bit about some of our favorite games that we've played this year thus far and this doesn't have to have the asterisk of it came out this year but just games that we've played this year that have stood out to us from one particular way or another so let's talk about a couple each darren Uh, i'll go to you first sure yeah i think it's very kind of you to to put on that asterisk of it doesn't have to release this year i feel like you know, search engine optimization wise, it's better to talk about only 2021, but I have a problem. <laughs> I've played a lot of games this year so far, and only two of them have actually come out in 2021. Uh, one of them being Disco Elysium and the other one mm-hmm. being Little Nightmares 2. Uh, okay. An odd pairing. Uh, Little Nightmares 2 is really good, but Disco Elysium, my God. I have to like I can't I keep a list sometimes of my best favorite games of all times and I feel like it's time for me to go over that list again because Disco Elysium is so good that like I guarantee you it's gonna end up on my favorite games of all time list. That game is a mm-hmm. goddamn masterpiece that needs to be played, uh, and and more games need to come out like it, like. It's unfair because it technically came out in 2020, but at least this time it has the re-release in 2021, which started off questionable with a lot of glitches. Uh, unfortunate, considering it's right. uh, you know it's not that intensive of a game, but it didn't matter because the game's writing is just so good it just wins you over. So like by far, Disco Elysium, like and and yeah, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll get to you in a second. Um, but um. You know, this year's had a lot of games come out that I have not played that are on my list. I truly do think that this is going to be a really incredible year for games. And so far with stuff like Ratchet and Clank and Returnal and uh, the Mm -hmm. Near Replicant remake. And uh, we got the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, Persona 5 Strikers. 
like mm-hmm. there are a lot of good games already and i need to play them i need to get a ps5 so i could i could play them yeah i i have to agree with you disco elysium so i played it last year when it came out because as you know i'm i'm very much a victim of the hype and i i'm not i'm not one for for pc gaming well trying to be more now but when that came out last year like i was mad i couldn't make it the game of my game of the year last year because i played it literally after we did that episode and i wasn't finished it um when we we talked Mm -hmm. about game of the year last year but yeah i completely agree that game is just so incredibly put together and like the the thing that i need to say is that like that is not a matte game like that is not something that i would usually spend a lot of time on but story and everything about it gripped me in such a way that i couldn't stop playing it um so yeah, if you're if you're on the fence about Disco Elysium at all, um, you know, being back in Canada now, it's a nice reminder that the library is a thing, especially for you know console <laughs> games. Yes. Um, check it out, check it out. It's it's so well put together, and I, I hope because I remember you, Darren, saying that there was a lot of issues with the port. Uh, I hope they've you know such been you know since been solved because the game itself is just incredible. And if you haven't played it yet, and you want to play it on PC, I mean. The, the upgrade to the final cut was totally free, which mm-hmm. is dope because they added like a bunch of, you know, voice acting and they ironed out a bunch of stuff. So yeah, I have to agree, Darren. Disco Elysium is, is such a special, special game um, in, in yeah, such an interesting sure. way. And, and and to put your mind at ease, I think by now, uh, and as I was playing it, they were releasing a lot of patches and almost everything that I wanted to get fixed has been fixed. The only thing that I don't think has been fixed yet is the ridiculously small text size, which I think is a huge issue. But yeah, hopefully they get around to that since they're supposed to be making a Switch version. And that'll be a disaster if they don't fix the text size. Oh my god. So you're gonna need like yeah. a magnifying glass on the Switch to be able to see that stuff properly. Yeah, because even on the <laughs> PC version, like the, the text was quite small. The benefit being is that you're you know with playing on the laptop, you're right in front of it. So it you know mm-hmm sitting in front of your TV like that would perhaps not be so comfortable. So um, what, what's a game yeah, for dude. you? You know, for me, I, I so I, I was looking back because in, in honor of, of you and uh, also by uh, another user on Twitter called Cam Final Mix, um, Mr. Cameron Hawkins, like I decided to keep a, a, a list running of games that I've finished this year. Uh, as of yet, I have finished 22 games so far oh, this nice. year i've finished 22 games so i I've, I've played a lot um and you know I, i'm curious to see where i'll be at by year's end uh but going back to this list like for me um yakuza like a dragon is one of my favorite games of all time and I, i've talked about that game to death but like man it just it's so so special like the switch to the jrpg you know turn-based battling style the story there that it tells just how incredible, you know, the main character is and, and, and the way that it kind of embraces a lot of people that are traditionally just shit on and looked down upon by, you know, general culture. It's it's such a well done game. And obviously there's room for improvements. It was the first time that RGG Studios was doing a turn-based game like this. But the fact that it gets so much right while always feeling like a Yakuza game is just incredible like that game had me laughing that game had me crying that game had me mad that game had me just over the top enjoy like and it's on xbox game pass now which you bastards if you still haven't played (laughs) it and you have game pass whether you're on pc or anywhere else like please go play it because that like that series and that studio has such a special place in my heart and every time i play a new game by them regardless if it's one that is new or one that is new for me 
just fantastic every time. I love, love, love a lot of what RGG Studios is doing in Yakuza Like a Dragon. I don't know, man. Like, it's I'm going to have a hard time. I have a hard time believing that anything is going to dethrone that as my game of the year this year. <laughs> um, but I mean, we'll see. We'll see. There's a lot of incredible games. Uh, so I'm guessing what's, what's you were very happy. Uh, I was going to say, I guess uh, you're very happy then when they announced that the Yakuza series for the immediate future will be sticking to uh, the turn-based style. Yeah, I'm super stoked. And like the thing is too, is that like I love the other side of it too. Like with Judgment now, the second one coming out in September and, you know, Judgment's another game that I finished this year. Uh, I'm super stoked that they're going to have both because I think both have their place in this industry. Now, I mean, there's some issues with the actor's likeness that this might actually be the final judgment uh, with some very, very weird things because Ugh. he is a, the, the main actor is like a past Japanese idol. So his uh, likeness and everything is like oh, controlled to, 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 the, to the letter. Um, and they essentially, Sega wants to put the game out on Steam Mm-hmm. His agency is saying, no, thank you. Presumably, I'd assume they're worried about the mods and what they can do to his likeness. Oh, my um, God. Yeah. So now it seems to be that, like, Lost Judgment's still coming out. This might be the final Judgment game. So whatever they do next, I, I hope they continue this dual stream of turn-based, you know, with, with Core Yakuza and whether it's Judgment or another franchise. And I, I hope it will be Judgment because that cast is fantastic continues on to be like the you know the street brawling goodness because both of those both of those deserve a spot in this industry and both of them are so well done but what's another one for you darren yeah so for me i'm trying to because this is the big problem is right it's like i know right now we're technically in current generation it's no longer next mm-hmm. generation but i think for me and for a lot of people it's not truly going to be current generation until it's easier to get our hands on these consoles um yeah so many games like i said returnal ratchet and clank demon souls miles morales um now it's some of them wild how many darren games have come out this year that you just haven't had the like the chance to play yeah Be it between like even stuff like chicory and like you know like just because of you know technical limitations or time yeah like so many darren games this year so I'm many really, darren games I, I i'm really upset and also resident evil village on top of that list and and I'm upset because like, look, I know a lot of these games are also available on PS4, but for me, I'm kind of like, I want to play the ultimate version. I don't want to play the, the, the PS4 version. I'm like, these games were made with PS5 in mind. I want to, you know, get a PS5 and experience in that way. So I've held off. Um, and I'm trying to avoid going into like a video game donkey situation where every time he does game of the year, he'll start, he'll just do this. Yeah. He'll just talk about whatever game he played. And I, I'm tempted to pull out a super Mario galaxy rather than super Mario brothers two. Cause I played galaxy and galaxy. Right. One of my favorite games of all time. Same with psychonauts. So I will instead, I guess, cop out again and say final fantasy 14 because Endwalker's coming out. So it will be relevant for the year of 2021. Uh, but yeah, I just couldn't picture my year without Final Fantasy 14. Um, it, it's, it helped through the pandemic so much. It helped give me a place to, you know, hang out with people live. It gave me a place to socialize and, and build community. Um, and right now in Final Fantasy 14, where, um, I'm getting into savage rating. I'm getting into some of the harder fights in the nice. game. 
yeah, last night we just, uh, me and our, our group, we just beat um, Eden, Eden's Gate Inundation Savage E3S for those who know the lingo. Uh, it, <laughs> it, it took us two play sessions to beat this fight and probably collectively wow. like probably collectively like four hours straight uh, of grinding uh, to get this fight done. Uh, that it's that hard. Like these fights are difficult, but it, it shouldn't be that difficult because we're playing with like, we're over leveled and over geared. But I think a mm -hmm. lot of us uh, are half of us are, you know, people that have done savage a bunch of times, but the other half are new to the experience. So there's a huge difficulty gap between them. Yeah. Learning curve. Yeah. So, but the fact that I am still talking about this game over a thousand hours now later um, just shows how crazy this game is. And it's so topical now, too, because apparently everyone's quitting World of Warcraft to come play Final Fantasy 14. My my queue times did have never been that, longer. Like, the, did you see that like the digital copy of the game sold out on the Square Enix store? Yeah, the digital copy of the, the game. The digital sold out. copy of the game wild man and the reason i think this game has such a strong community is partly because of yoshida the executive producer of the game and he released an apology for that when the servers have so many players that they're running out of digital copies he released an apology saying i am so sorry that you can't play the game it's on us to make sure the game is playable for everybody who wants to play it we're doing everything that we can to add more servers and they're going to add more servers. Mm -hmm. uh, and he freaking apologized. Like, I don't think like that's an over apology. It's like no one expected that all of a sudden in a month, everyone would just start playing the game all of a sudden. Right. So, but right. It's, yeah. It's the team cares and the community's great. And the game, as you know, Matt is it, it's quite addicting. Um, and yep. yeah, final fantasy 14, probably going to be my one of my games of the year for the next like six fucking years uh so i don't so do do you think endwalker stands a real chance of being your game of the year this year like i said it a might. chance i'm not gonna it say might, that yeah. it will be yeah a chance no 100 uh, there's not 100 it will be but 100 there's a chance that yeah. it could be maybe just by default because of how much time and 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 time it's going to take for from my life <laughs> so it might honestly be once i once uh the school semester starts uh in september it might end up being the only game i'm playing uh because i will not have time for anything else there you go yeah I'm, I'm really excited i'm really excited to catch up and and to experience everything because like it's it's a lot for you to say that this game lives up to the hype because we all know you're not one for hype um I'm so I'm, I'm very curious to get through ha heaven's word and what's the other yeah. one between Shadowbringers? uh stormblood stormblood and i think i think about halfway through heaven's word you will already start to see why it lives up to the hype because heaven's word deserves just as much praise as Shadowbringers does stormblood is uh, it's a bit weaker i'll be honest but heaven's word and Shadowbringers are just phenomenal god i can't wait Awesome. Um, as as for myself, uh, we've like I've played so many cool games this year. Like between like Lost Words, which was just an emotional wreck, 
of, of a game along with before your eyes in that same category, but you know, before your eyes doing something so interesting with its gameplay mechanics of like, you know, your eyes being part of the experience. Oh, my um, God. Trails yeah, of Cold Steel three, just mm-hmm. being such an incredible sequel. And I love that series, you know, Returnal being way too much fun. Um, and Chicory is just so good as well. I think for me, another one that like, even, even amongst all of these, you know, incredible, incredible games, um, Ratchet and Clank yes. is one of the most fun experiences I've had in video games in a while. Like that game, you know, it does a lot of things very, very well. And is it really is like a, a fantastic technical showcase for the PS5. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it's one of the most fun experiences I've had in a really long time. Um, the humor is great. The way that they understand their characters and their mythology. And just, it's, it's so, so good, Darren. Like I, I had so, I had such a blast making my way through it. And it got to the point where like, I got to the end of the game and I was like, you know what? Maybe, maybe I will do this platinum. <laughs> um, and then as, as, as I started popping more trophies, I realized that there was one that I missed that I have to restart the game for. And I was like, never mind, I'm not doing it. Um, just because like, as you know, I'm, I'm not one for replaying games, but like it's, it gave me serious thought. Like I almost did. I almost hopped back into it right away. That game is just so incredibly put together. And then just the stories that came out of it as well. Um, Ryan and I had this conversation about on the PlayStation drive the other day, because it, the question was for Mr. Midas actually being, you know, what is your favorite Sony first party developer? And if you had Ooh. asked me, if you had asked me just like, you know, almost a year ago, I would have said Naughty Dog. But now with Insomniac being there and the stories of how little to no crunch there was on both mm-hmm. Ratchet and Clank and Spider-Man and the fact that they've put out Spider-Man and Miles and Ratchet back to back to back, like they they are doing such an incredible job um, and Ration Clank is just one of the best experiences I've had this year. Like, I'm really going to have a hard time um, deciding between, you know, Yakuza and Ratchet, like, and, and you know, who knows what else? Because again, with Chris Tales out now and Death's Door, there's there's so many incredible games this year, Darren. But before we wrap up this call, and obviously Persona 5 Strikers was an amazing time. I had a blast with it, which really surprised me. But before oh, yeah. we kind of close out this conversation, uh, what are some of the games that you're looking forward to in the tail end of this year in the next kind of, you know, five months and change to come? So um, for me, I think I am, what I'll say is I'm most excited for what Nintendo's offering this year. Uh, okay. And I, I actually can't believe that I'm saying this because I think before the E3 Nintendo Direct, I was pretty down on Nintendo and uh, what they've been outputting for the Switch because I've been pretty disappointed. Like, I have a Switch. I did get into it a little bit late, but I did play, like, the classics, like Breath of the Wild, and I played Odyssey, and I did play Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which I I liked, but not as much as the first one. But, like, Mm -hmm. other than those, it's been pretty much two years of ports of Wii U games that I've already played because I was one of the few suckers that bought a Wii U. And I played all these games already. <laughs> um, but Nintendo really uh, impressed me at E3. And they're releasing, like, to use your words, a lot of Darren games. I am so excited 
for Metroid Dread. I am so excited mm -hmm. for Shin Megami Tensei 5. I'm so excited for WarioWare Get It Together. I'm excited for um, Advanced Wars Remake. I'm yep. I, 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 there, I'm excited for... There's. I feel like I'm forgetting something else. There's Pokemon, uh, dude. Pokemon Shining Diamond Whatever Pearl. Yeah, honestly... I might pick those up because I've never really truly dug into the Pokemon series and I'm not, I'm not going to play promises. them together. I, I know, mean, it might, but it, it might be kind we're gonna, of, we're going to battle got, Darren. If you got one and I got the other or something like I'm that. I'm saying, I'm saying, but people I think have usually good things to say about the fourth gen. And I think my ultimate mm -hmm. game yeah. is if they remake Pokemon black and white on switch, I will get that. A hundred percent. If if I'm I'm gonna make a promise right now. If Nintendo releases black and white on Switch, I will pick that up because I've heard that like story wise, those are like the top of the top for Pokemon yeah, yeah, yeah. games. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's what I'm saying is like Nintendo's releasing a lot of strong stuff, um, and they're finally making me feel like it was worth it to buy a Switch, and finally getting some new stuff not just a bunch of ports even though i mentioned right the advanced wars remake but i think it's because it's like from the ground up i i, I kind of hold that in well, that, it's it's been a it's been a long time since we've seen advanced wars it's not something that we just see recently it's not something off the wii u that they're just bringing over again right like exactly so thank you nintendo for finally stepping up your game you know dude i i will i i have a confession to make I uh, I pre-ordered the the OLED model. I don't know if I'm going to keep the pre-order, <laughs> but I kept I, I pre-ordered it just for for the sake of doing so, and we'll see if I actually keep it or not. Uh, I might sell some stuff to kind of even out the pricing, but uh, I got to say that white that white switch has me curious. Yeah, dude, Nintendo like I think had one of the strongest showings that we'd seen at E3, and I, I'm with you. Uh, Metroid has me hyped. I'm still a little lukewarm on Pokemon, just only because of the art style. Uh, yeah. I'm not entirely yeah. sold on it. I want to see a little bit more of that game. I again, like the fourth generation, is kind of where I started to fall off back in the DS days. Um, so I, I'm curious to kind of have an opportunity to go back to it because I don't remember it well at all. And I know I played it, I just don't remember them that well. Right. Um, but as for myself, I mean, Neo: The World Ends with You just came out, which is like getting great reviews, and people seem yes. to say that like it does some really interesting stuff with its story. Uh, and I, the, the demo had me thinking, like I, I quite enjoyed it. The demo is up for anybody who wants to try. Um, uh, the great Ace Attorney Chronicles came out just there just oh, came out there yes. or is coming out. I and really that want to pick just that got up. Stellar review. That got stellar reviews yeah. as well, which I know you're a big, you know, Ace Attorney fan. Uh, sure you know, for me, there is 12 minutes in August, which I can't wait for. That game has me oh, so yeah. curious. And I think is also like a real dark horse for game of the year contender. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima, I'm excited to go back to that game. I'm excited to play the, the added content. Kena, Bridge of Spirits, is another one. Like, right. August is already stacked. I was just thinking, like, oh, August is going to be chill. That's a lie. Uh, we get, like, 12 minutes, Ghost and Kena, all within a few days of each other. No More Heroes 3, Darren. Yes, I forgot about another another one No More Heroes 3. In I got just a, a month. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're going to have uh, Kena, Psychonauts 2, and No More Heroes 3 pretty much within three days of each other. Uh, so, okay, ready for that. Uh, I'm so stoked for Deathloop, Deathloop coming in September and Tales of Arise. Mm -hmm. um, Lost Judgment is one of my most anticipated games this year. I can't wait for that. 
Uh, October is going to bring us another one. Darren, I'm surprised you didn't mention Super Monkey Ball. <laughs> yeah, the remake. That's true. I, I forgot enjoy. about that. Yeah. That, Battlefield 2042, which we'll get into in just a little bit. I love Battlefield. And what we've seen at EA Live has me much more excited mm-hmm. than I was. Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm very curious to see how it's going to turn out. I, I ho- really hope it's going to be good. November, like you said, we have Shin Megami Tensei. We have Pokemon. We have Endwalker. Um, and for a lot of people, uh, Forza Horizon 5, I'm sure people are very, very excited about. And then December, we have Advance Wars, the reboot, and Dying Light. And I mean, there's so much more that we don't even know that's been slated for this year that doesn't have an actual have, date yet. But we also have, yeah, we have Halo Infinite coming at some point this year, right? So Halo Infinite is supposed to be coming this year. I, I still think Horizon is on the horizon. Yeah. I've got, I really hey, that that's, I, Ghostwire Tokyo has been delayed. I only need one more mm-hmm. delay to make my prediction come true. Yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> So, like, I, I, I don't know. I still think it's coming this year, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if it gets delayed. Um, Digimon Survive is one that I'm incredibly excited about. Lord knows when we're actually going to see that game. Uh, what else is on this list, list here? I'm just I'm just trying to think because, like, there's so much more that we don't need. Like, as Halo Infinite is a massive one. I can't believe I didn't think about that. But, like, we don't, like, hopefully it'll be out this year. It's Yeah, it's funny because people are saying that 2021 was going to be the year that we truly felt the effects of COVID. And while I do think that's true to an extent, you know, at E3, we got a lot of 2022 and 2023 dates rather than Mm -hmm. 2021 dates. But at the same time, I am floored by how many games are coming out this year. We're drowning in them, man. Just drowning in games. Uh, You know, the one that's really going to be a uh, game of the year for a lot of people, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. (laughs) <laughs> um oxen free too i can't wait for like there's just so much coming life is strange we didn't even talk about either because i don't think either one of us has like, a massive affinity for that franchise but i know a lot of people do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um this year has went from being like yeah like you said corona we're probably not gonna have that many games to having so many game of the year contenders in the first six months and so many more that are coming game of the year is going to be one packed episode this year my friend and for there's sure. so much good coming which I can't wait for. I can't wait. Same. <laughs> and now I have to play Psychonauts because you and Ryan over on the PlayStation Drive, you both keep talking about it. So like now I have to try it. I need to on meet this Ryan. Through Final Fantasy. But yeah, between yeah. between Psychonauts and Final Fantasy, he sounds like a pretty good dude. You guys would get along very well. <laughs> I will tell you that much. But let's let's move over onto some news, Darren, because we have some incredibly. Uh, we have some Good. incredible stories and some really horrible stories. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to start with um, the one that made me incredibly upset and angry this week. And I know a lot of people sympathize and empathize with that position because it's one that a lot of people felt. Uh, Activision Blizzard sued over, quote, frat boy culture, quote, harassment. This is coming from Bloomberg, written by uh, Maeve Alsup. Um, Maeve writes, video game giant... Activision Blizzard, Inc., maker of games including World of Warcraft and Diablo, fosters a frat boy culture in which female employees are subjected to constant sexual harassment, unequal pay, and retaliation, according to a lawsuit filed by the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing. Uh, A two-year investigation by the state agency found that the company discriminated discriminated against female employees in in terms and conditions of employment, including compensation, assignment, promotion, and termination. Uh, I'm going to jump on a little bit ahead here. Uh, around 20%. So female employees make up around 20% of the Activision workforce and are subjected to a pervasive frat boy workplace culture, including quote unquote 
cube crawls in which male employees drink copious amounts of alcohol as they crawl their way through through various cubicles in the office and often engage in inappropriate behavior towards female employees. Um, Delegation, there was also uh, jokes about rape, engaging in sexual banter. Um, One of them, uh, in the most disgusting way, uh, the suit also points to a female Activision employee who took her own life while on a company trip with her male supervisor. The employee had been subjected to intense sexual harassment prior to her death, including having new photos passed around at a company holiday party, the complaint says. Um, not directly from this article, but one from, from the lawsuit itself. Uh, that male employee also brought a bunch of sex toys with them on this trip. And uh, yeah. Uh, Darren, I'm going to go off on here for just a second before before I let you into this conversation. So please excuse me. I can't fucking believe how much how hard it is. No, it's not that I can't believe it. I, I I can't believe it, and it's it's fucking depressing to say that how much women in this industry have to go to. And like, Activision Blizzard is currently the one in the spotlight. So this isn't. Uh, I but this isn't a unique problem to video games. This isn't a unique problem to Activision Blizzard. Um, this is one that a lot of women struggle with every fucking day in any sort of, you know, any sorts of workplaces. I just, it's so fucking heartbreaking to hear about these things that these poor, poor people, these women are going through. And it's just, it's fucking horrendous. It's abhorrent. I don't understand why they just can't let women and can't let, you know, Pock in the industry just fucking be here without being subjected to an endless amount of bullshit. It's fucking garbage. It's absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, um, I completely agree. It's um, and and you have you have gamers constantly, you know, like surprise Pikachu faced when when they hear that like what this stuff is still happening in the industry, like. When you have a bunch of people in positions of power, a bunch of males in positions of power with like unchecked, unchecked privilege and power, they're going to do everything they can to get away with it because they can, because the HR departments Mm -hmm. are all built to protect the company's best interests. And they always just get slaps in the wrist. And they, if that, if If that. that, and also the kind of, person that is attracted to a ceo position is usually someone with more sociopathic tendencies because you have to be in charge of a lot of people and make a lot of decisions people looking for power um and another thing that it really disgusts me about this situation was activision's response to this mm-hmm. where they were like oh you know it's allegations and situations like this that are pushing businesses out of the state of california like forget all the allegations forget what they're actually doing forget you know the people that are being hurt forget the woman who killed herself they're upset that the state of california is trying to keep them accountable and they're threatening like well if you keep threatening us maybe we'll just take our business elsewhere it's disgusting it's it's fucking it just, I, I, I literally, uh, you know, when this went, when this article went live, we were talking about it and it's just like, I I'm running out of the words, but I just want to keep having this conversation regardless because we need to get to a point where this isn't the fucking norm. And like, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are disappointed and a lot of people are taking the stance of, Oh, you know, but, but my game, <laughs> I understand I do, 
but it comes to the point where like if we don't hit them in the wallet nothing is ever going to fucking change and i mean especially like uh, activision ceo bobby kodak has been like linked to jeffrey epstein he's of course, been, yeah. like on, on on a year where they 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 destroyed a number of jobs you know he still got a massive fucking bonus it's just like this complete fucking unwilling and you know disregard for human life and you know and and the voices of these women that have to deal with this shit it's just it's fucking insane and like they uh you know there was an update on the story actually earlier today that uh, over a thousand blizzard employees have signed a letter backing up the 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 investigation basically flying in the face of what activision and blizzard had been putting forth that you know everything that it's and i what what fucking just completely left me speechless too was that like one of their one of their arguments against it was like oh some of this stuff is like a decade old yeah that's right you know, everybody fucking forgets that that time time is the fucking thing that makes this kind of shit okay it's a decade old no big fucking deal now oh, just God. you know get fucked man like to all the developers and to all the people who you know are, are going through it now because i'm sure that they are and i'm and i you know and i'm sure a lot of them are, are worried about um you know repercussions as, as just as these women have um keep fighting it and you know we're with you and I just just be fucking aware of what is going on in this industry that we I know we all love and care about so much. Be aware of what's happening. Let people fucking live. Let women in the space without making an argument for it against. And people are always like, oh yeah, women are just saying that you know they they're just the same as guys in this space. No, they're fucking not. Stand up and say something and support the people, the women the fucking people of color that need it because good Lord knows it's going to take white guys like us yelling loud enough for anything to fucking change sadly, because that's the fucking society and the state that we live in. But you know, if, if you're unfamiliar with this case, please look it up because there's so much happening and I'm sure we're going to have much more to talk about, uh, you know, as, as, as this kind of goes on, just to everyone struggling, please, if you need help, find it. And you know, we, there's, there's a lot of resources available you know, just take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and let's fucking work to make this place a better one for the people that follow. Because good lord, this shouldn't be a fucking problem anymore. No, thanks, Matt. And um, yeah, we're, we'll definitely be talking about this again because I'm sure this is not the last we're going to hear about this topic. There'll be a bunch more stuff coming out over the coming weeks. Yep, I'm, I'm sure we will. Uh, but let's let's keep it going, buddy. Uh, we're gonna hop over now to talk about PS5 owners. Coming from Polygon, written by Toussaint Egan. Toussaint writes, PS5 owners get six months of Apple TV plus for free. If you have a PlayStation 5 uh, for the next year, for the next year, for the next year, Darren, every PS5 owner will be able to get a six-month trial of Apple TV plus for free. It's stupidly easy. It's live in a lot of countries. I can already tell you that it is live in Canada because I signed up for it. Nice. Uh, you know, just have to log in with your Apple account and link it over. And you get six months of Apple TV Plus for free. The second season of Ted Lasso just started, which is reason enough to fucking do this because Ted Lasso is a godsend in television. <laughs> it's so, so good. Um, you know, I also want to check out Mythic Quest, which I've heard a lot of good things about, along with like, uh, I've heard good things about, what's the Jennifer Aniston one? Uh, uh, the Morning Show? Yes, The Morning Show. Yeah, I've heard good things about that as well. So if you have a PS5, and if you even if you pick one up in the next year, you'll get six months of Apple TV plus free. Darren, does this deal do anything for you? Are you, yeah. you going to take advantage when you get your PS5? A hundred percent. Yeah. Like I was not really interested in Apple TV plus, uh, at least not enough to take a dip to try it out. 
But this is crazy. I did not expect this to happen. If they're going to give me six months free just for getting a PS5, then I mean, just for getting a PS5. But if they're going to get me six months free at all, I'll try it out. Because, I mean, those sound like good shows. I'm definitely excited about this deal. Free stuff. Man. Yeah, Ted Lasso. Free stuff. If you haven't, and even if you like, whatever, watch Ted Lasso. That show is so good. Uh, moving on to our next story coming from IGN, written by Matt T.M. Kim. Pokemon live action series in development at Netflix. Netflix is working on a live action Pokemon series headed up by Lucifer's Joe Henderson. According to Variety, Henderson is slated to write and executive produce a live action adaptation. He is currently the co-showrunner of Netflix's popular Lucifer series based on the DC comic. Report says that the series is aiming to replicate Detective Pikachu, a 2019 live-action Pokemon movie starring Ryan Reynolds and Justice Smith. It was pretty good, actually. However, Netflix's series is its own independent production. So, Darren, what I want to know is, A, are you excited about this, this, this you know, Netflix Pokemon series? And B, what do you want from it? You know, I, uh, I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, I think... Netflix has a very, very uh, fluctuating level of quality with their their original shows now. I think when they first started making mm -hmm. original shows, I think the quality was much more consistent. But now it seems like it's kind of hit and miss. But um, I I actually really like Detective Pikachu. Um, it's not the best movie I've ever seen. And there were definitely a lot of flaws. But for what it was, like I... I quite enjoyed it. I thought they did a really good job representing the world of Pokemon. So if they were going to do a live action show, I'd want something similar to that. But I'd also honestly be happy with just kind of like a live version of the anime style. I think Pokemon lends itself much better to like kind of like every episode, like an anthology where like every episode is mm -hmm. about something different rather than an overarching story. I think if they try to do too much of an overarching story that goes through like multiple seasons, they might be shooting themselves in the foot because it might get a little too like too much focus on the story, not enough focus on the Pokemon where I think people tuning right. into a live action Pokemon, they're coming for the Pokemon. Like that's what they want to see. Yeah, exactly. What do you think? Uh, I'm with you. I, I, I'm cautiously excited for this as well. I actually also really enjoyed Detective Pikachu. I hope we don't get that. I, I like that idea. I like the way that that world exists and how different it is, you know, compared to, you know, regular Pokemon. Uh, what what I don't hope we get is like, you know, the, the standard, you know, 24 episode season with 30 minute, 30 to 40 minute episodes. I hope we get like a really tight, you know, eight to 10 episode season. Uh, and not that it has mm -hmm. to be dark and gritty because I don't really want anything like that. But I think just because of how important the Pokemon are, if the CG isn't on point, you know, with the shorter episode season, you know, series, then they can spend more time and more effort on the CG per episode. Um, because I really think that they're going to have to nail those. Because again, like you said, the Netflix quality ranges wildly in between. And, and some CG on some of those shows is just not up to snuff. So I'm hoping that like we get something cool. I hope we get something that, you know, really shows off how cool Pokemon can be. And like I said, I don't want Detective Pikachu, but I wouldn't mind a story mm -hmm. told in that style of the universe uh, rather than just the kind of anthological take. I don't need to see Ash again, um, you know, doing whatever. I think that's just kind of uncanny valley weirdness. Um, 
but I, I think that space is a really cool one for them to do if they're going to have some sort of other detective style thing where, you know, each week is a different case that they're trying to solve or whatever it may be. Um, I, I'm, I hope I'm, I'm very, very curious to learn more. And from what I understand, a lot of people love Lucifer. So I've never watched it myself, but you know, the, the people, the person that will be writing and kind of penning it up seems to be coming from a good pedigree. So, I mean, I guess we'll see. The last story for today, Darren, everything announced during EA play live. I'm going to be pulling from Wesley Yin pools article over at Eurogamer. Uh, we're going to be going down this list, Darren, and talking a little bit about the different things that they announced. The first one was the, uh, releasing from uh, Codemasters is, are doing Grid Legends coming in 2022, and it's going to have a live action story mode. So this is a racing game for anybody unaware. Uh, the Grid series is one that's longstanding and has been going for quite a while. Does this one do anything for you, Darren? I have no strong feelings one way or the other. Me neither. Moving on. Um, Lost <laughs> in Random is the next game that we see that we saw coming from Zoink, which is a Swedish studio coming out on September 10th. It's a gothic fairy tale inspired action adventure. Uh, this one looks a little weird. And this one also seems giving me kind of a, you know, Darren-ish vibes. Did this one do much for you, Darren? Yeah, I was getting some Darren-ish vibes there. I, I do appreciate that EA still wants to fund kind of quirky indie games like this every once in a while. My big problem is EA seems to only fund one at a time. Uh, they're like, this is our <laughs> one indie game this year. Um, yeah, seriously. But it looked cool. I really liked the art style. I really like the atmosphere, the kind of old timey aesthetic with like the Tim Burton-y style characters. And yeah. randomness as a like central element to the game is quite unique. Right now I'm playing a wild magic sorcerer in the D&D campaign that we play together. So I'm kind of into the idea of playing a video game with some random magic. The only thing that doesn't do it for me is the cards because I'm not really a big yeah. card system guy. I liked it in Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories. So if it's more like that kind of like style where like the deck building is not really that important, like you can make pretty OP decks mm -hmm. pretty easily. I'll, I think I'll be happier with it yeah this one looks fine it, again i i genuinely like deck battling stuff uh this one for me i don't know this was this is a wait and see for me uh the next thing that we got was knockout city season two um where it comes with a map of ever-changing movie inspired arenas called the hollowwood drive-in uh, along with a whole bunch of other stuff that's coming july 27th um i'm still surprised at how fun this game is darren we really yeah. need to get back to it like i i was genuinely enjoying our time with it and I actually love this idea for a map, kind of like the static one, like, you know, grid, but the way that it changes is what changes, you know, is is how it works. So you can have what seems like a bunch of new maps, but genuinely it is only one that changes a lot. I love this yes. idea. And especially basing it on movies and stuff. What are, where are your feelings out on this one? Yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, I bought the game. And of course, when I bought the game, I stopped playing it. But I, w I didn't regret yeah. buying the game because I do still want to come back to it. I think whenever we get together with some friends, it's a great game to play together. I have fun playing yeah. it. And I wish more games had stages and maps that changed while you're playing them. I just think that's so fun. Like to like be in a situation and then the level moves to keep you on your toes. I am one of the people that in when I play Smash Bros, I like stage hazards, okay? I like moving stages because I think it's fun to have a wrench thrown in your plan 
while you're playing on them. Yeah, I, I think I, I think this is a really cool map. I'm I'm excited to to kind of give it a whirl, and I'm ge- I'm genuinely down to go back to this game because I don't like it is surprisingly good. I was mm-hmm. genuinely shocked by how much fun this game was, and you can play it for free for a while. So I mean, why not? Um, the next major thing that we got was the new Apex Legends stuff. We got a new Legend Seer, which is all about tracking enemies. They will, they will be coming as part of their new update launching August 3rd. Darren, you are someone who genuinely loves Apex Legends. And I, I have a lot of affinity for it as well, but I think you're much more into it than I am. Um, where are you at on this one? Are you Is this enough reason for you to go back? I, 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 I will correct you and say I don't love Apex Legends. I, I like it. I like Apex Legends. Okay. I, I have only I only play it when other people ask me to play it, but I do that with most multiplayer games. To be honest, uh, I'm not a big multiplayer guy by itself. But like, he's a cool character. I like the way that they described his powers seem really really cool. Um, but like, yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's, it's a cool new character. Apex Legends is fun. I like what they're doing with it. I agree. Um, our next one, which actually has me much more excited for Battlefield 2042 than I was before. Uh, we got a deep dive into Battlefield Portal, and essentially what it's going to be is you can, like, mash up parts of 1942, Bad Company 2, and Battlefield 3 into custom maps. Like, you can have, like, defibs only versus snipers and, like, a bunch of ridiculous modes, and they're bringing back, like, a bunch of fan-favorite maps. Uh, I think if this is kind of going to be their, quote-unquote, Battle Royale, right? Like, if, if this is what they're doing, mm-hmm. it's kind of taking what's essentially like a greatest hits collection from battlefield and mashing it all together. And like, you can make your own modes. You can't edit the maps themselves, but you can basically change the way that the game functions uh, over and over again, which I think like, what a brilliant move there. And mm-hmm. I don't know where you're at on this one, but I think this is like, this for me just starts to now justify the full price of the game coming out. Like, I think it's edging towards, okay, before I was like, I'm waiting for a steep sale. This, for me, combined with just what Battlefield is, because I'm a huge Battlefield fan, is starting to make a little bit more sense of if this is what they're going to kind of add into and build upon. Where are you at on this? Did they con- So they confirmed that there's no single-player campaign for the game? They have confirmed, yes. Okay. Um, I have always enjoyed Battlefield more than Call of Duty, uh, out of personal preference, because I think, bad com- I think Battlefield does better with objective-style gameplay than Call of Duty does. Uh, and I like mm. objective-style gameplay. I was like, I have not really played a Battlefield game consistently since Battlefield 3. And this is the first time that I've been truly excited for a Battlefield game since Battlefield 3. Like, holy crap. This is, I think, like you said, starts to justify the price more. You have all these tools from all these games to make so many custom games. It reminds me of like the glory days of Halo 3. I put so much time into Halo 3 custom maps. After high school, me and a bunch of buddies would log on immediately and just play. We wouldn't play Deathmatch. Screw that. We would play bizarre games like Dodge the Frickin' Brute Chopper or like Sniper Obstacle Courses (laughs) or Zombies Modes. Like, this reminds me of the Forge days. And even if you can't edit the levels, you can add like programmable ai triggers into the world i don't know what to, what extent that goes but in the preview that it looked like it was pretty extensive and they had crazy cool examples like 32 world war ii soldiers versus four 2042 soldiers and like a bunch of robots versus a tank like 
yeah, defrids versus knives. Like, it's amazing. I want to play this stuff more than I want to play the normal modes. Yeah, I think it's interesting, especially because, like, um, Mr. Midas made a, a cool video about it because he actually got to see it behind closed doors. So if you're curious mm. about a little more about this, go check out his video. But there's actually like a full like desktop in like internet based suite for you to go in and modify stuff like that. That's like amazing. that's how deep you're able to go into this. So this shot up my list this year um, just by, by just by them having this mode because I think it's a really, really cool way to keep the game fresh and, and, and interesting. Uh, and then, Darren, they closed out, EA Live closed out with something that I'm sure that you're quite excited about. Um, they announced one of the worst-kept secrets in gaming, the Dead Space <laughs> Remake. It is made by the Star Wars Squads developer EA Motive and is out due out on PC, PS5, and the Xbox Series family. Um, no release window. We didn't see any gameplay. We just saw a quick teaser. I never played Dead Space. I'm not much one for horror but uh, I've heard a lot of good things about the series, especially one and two. Darren, how do you feel now that Dead Space is confirmed to be coming back? I am, for the first time, and usually I think I, I'm the kind of person that wishes they just make a sequel rather than a remake. But I am actually so happy they made a remake instead of a sequel. Because when EA, and especially current climate EA makes a sequel to something i they're gonna put do everything they can to monetize the crap out of this thing like dead space 3 is what happens when you try and get ea to eafy the series so the fact that it's a remake makes me so much more confident that it's going to be good because they're gonna try and probably keep it pure like we're just making the game here it is play the goddamn game it's not a live service you finish it and you're done like thank yeah. you and i'm pretty sure that they confirmed that they are working on pulling back cut content that was cut from the original dead space to be able to kind of to add to like make the game what it quote unquote not should have been at the time but you know what the what original the intention to add in the things that the original devs wanted to do yeah so it yeah. seems like they're actually pulling in cut content as well amazing yeah no i'm super happy I'll definitely get it. I'm super happy for this. I'm very excited. It's going to be great. Yeah, I'm I'm cautiously again like I'm I'm curious to see more from it. I've heard so much about this series even though I've never played it. So, uh similarly to Demon Souls earlier this year, maybe this might be a reason for me to jump in. But Darren, that brings us to the end of our show. Again, get stoked. Episode 100 is next week. Find us on Twitter or on our Facebook or on our TikTok. I'll have all the links below to learn more about the giveaway and how to enter so that you can win free games. Darren, you like free games. I like free games. And I know you do too. So get excited because we're almost ready to party. So get stoked. Darren, thank you again for joining me today on this look back slash look forward of games in 2021. Get hyped for next week. We'll see you then. Get ready to party. Peace out. Later.
Oh my God, 99. That is one away from 100. That is one away from 100. 